There are many people in and across the university who are driving change. In our Changemaker podcast series, we shine a light on some of our staff and partners and discover the remarkable projects that are shaping society. In this episode, we meet Professor Kieran McCartan, Professor of Criminology at UE Bristol, and Oliver Mackey, Strategic Service Manager for the NSPCC. Kieran and Oliver discussed Together for Childhood, a long-term project working with local communities to make them safer for children. Kieran and the NSPCC believe that we must have a united approach to identify what works in preventing abuse and neglect from happening. Listener warning. This podcast mentions sexual abuse of children in the context of how we work together to prevent it. It affects all communities, one in five girls and one in seven boys worldwide. Talking about child sexual abuse is important and part of the solution. If listening today has affected you and speaking to someone would help, or if you simply want to learn more, the NSPCC website is a good place to start. Please go to www.nspcc.org.uk. My name is Kieran McCartan. I'm a professor of criminology at the University of the West of England. And for the last 15 odd years, I have been researching the prevention of child sexual abuse. I have looked at issues around risk and risk management, community engagement, and how we can help professionals not only to better frame and discuss child sexual abuse, but also to understand how best to communicate that to different communities. Hi, hello, my name is Oliver Mackey, and I'm a strategic service manager for the NSPCC and I lead a programme called the Together for Childhood programme in Plymouth, which is about learning what works to prevent child sex abuse. But like Kieran, it works slightly differently, and it works in and with communities to work with them on the solutions they think will work to prevent abuse and harm. I just really want to say that myself and the NSPCC have worked together around the prevention of child sexual abuse for a number of years, not only in terms of research, but also in terms of communication, having worked with colleagues at the NSPCC to think about framing and think about narratives around the prevention of child abuse and what the prevention of child abuse actually looks like, because typically speaking, child sexual abuse is a responsive action by the place. So we wait for incidents to happen and then we go into communities as professionals and we try to understand how we can help those communities heal and improve. But the reality is child sexual abuse is preventable. So how can we work and think about child sexual abuse in a preventable way? And certainly the NSPCC has been at the forefront of a lot of this work over the past number of years, which eventually led to Together for Childhood. Yeah, thanks, Kieran. I think that's a great intro. And I think to describe Together for Childhood, I suppose, in a nutshell, it's a place-based approach. So we're learning what works in a place. And we have four places across the UK we're working in. On prevention of child sex abuse, we're working in Plymouth and Stoke, so we obviously work and learn together about what works in those different areas and where there's alignment. Essentially, we're, we're asking a big, bold question. How do we prevent child sex abuse? And I think it's interesting your reference to that around we're often reactive to child sex abuse. It's, it was a significant investment and departure for NSPC who have traditionally developed evidence-based services, which they still do for children and young people to recover from after abuse has happened. But this is an investment in... Let's, let's, let's prevent abuse because we believe, like Kieran said and like University of West England, that child sexual abuse is preventable, not inevitable. And we seek to do that in a number of ways, but we essentially develop 
new ways of working in communities. We listen to communities, we test, we learn. Some things don't always work, so we go back to the beginning and we test and learn in a different way again. But essentially, the partnership with Kieran and with University of West England is the opportunity to see together chartered as an incubator, as a place to test things. So it's really amazing to be able to bring in some academic knowledge and some rigor to sort of then translate that into what that might look like or how that might work in a community setting, which is essentially what Together for Childhood is all about. It's a 10-year initiative. We're five years in. One of the most important things is communicating that child sexual abuse is preventable, and we're still doing that now. We're still learning about even how to communicate that it's preventable with the public and with the community, and I think that's what's so exciting about the way we've been working together, particularly in the last couple of years on the programme. One of the words that Ollie used there, which is so central to all of this, is community. And a lot of the research that I've done over the years and a lot of the publications, I've talked about how child sexual abuse is a community issue. We tend to think of it as an individual issue, so we think of vulnerable children and abusive adults. But the reality is these people live in communities, they come from communities. Quite often they go back to communities post-release or post-victimisation. So we have to change this lens from thinking about child sexual abuse, about evil, sadistic individuals, to thinking about people within our communities that we can talk with, that we can engage with, that we can try and help to not offend in the first place. So one of the most exciting things about Together for Childhood is the focus on community and community action and a move away from just thinking about the individual. Child sexual abuse is a community and social issue as much as it is an individual issue. And I think critically, it was a point in Together for Childhood where we felt like we'd created the right conditions in Plymouth for the conversation, a really important conversation around what about those adults who might harm? What about those adults who might sexually harm children? And being really honest, up until that point, We'd focused the majority of our resources and our thinking and our time on, quite right, on other approaches like, you know, listening to children and people in particular settings like schools and, and the community. But we hadn't really um, focused our energies on this. And this is where we felt that the work that Kieran had been publishing and putting out and particularly around understanding a trauma-reformed approach to that way of working. So things kind of came together quite well at the time. And, yeah, we invited, I think, if I remember right, we had a huge virtual conference with hundreds of people attending as well at the time. And Kieran gave one of our keynotes that really kicked off a big conversation then in Plymouth around why haven't we been focusing on this area? How do we create the right conditions in the city of Plymouth to all professionals can better help people through to roots for support if they're having these, if they're kind of contemplating harming children and, and that kind of roots to harm and then ever since that, things have just grown. I mean, we're literally at a point in Plymouth where the city have created a pathway for adults to seek help if they're considering harm to children. And that is somewhere that we never thought we would have been when we started Together for Childhood five years ago. And I, I, think, I think that's really commendable, not only in terms of the city, but also in terms of the NSPCC and in terms of the Together for Childhood project, because... When we think about child abuse and child harm, it comes from somewhere. I would often say people don't wake up and go and do the worst thing they've ever done from nowhere. It builds over time, it comes from somewhere, and there's warning signs and there's 
opportunities to intervene and there's opportunities for people to seek help. To me, it's a bit like the drugs analogy. One of the best ways of getting on the drug treatment services is to be caught taking drugs. So why should you need to abuse a child to get help to stop abusing a child? It seems counterintuitive. But it means that we have to put our faith in something, that we have to take a step that might seem counterintuitive, that might seem controversial, that might seem risky. But I think this is the importance of Together for Childhood and the importance of the NSPCC approach. Because they're a children's charity and because they're predominantly a victim's charity, hearing that message of prevention and working with people at risk from a victim's point of view, highlights that is as much a victim's issue as it is a stopping reoffending, probation policing issue. I would take it back to actually, we try and create the conditions, like I said before, try and work with the community at a pace that is right for them. A bit like what I talked about earlier, timing is everything. So bringing Kieran and also other partners like Stop It Now in at that point to talk about adults that might harm, we actually are constantly nurturing the partnership, nurturing the right environment and the right conditions. We have been living through really difficult time, you know, we are like services that are there, there's safety nets for children, young people and communities to safeguard them are more threadbare than they have been in a long time. And I think it's easy to lose the message about prevention when that's happening. So I think what we're constantly going back to is that abuse is preventable and that's the message we're giving we're not necessarily pushing it but we're just building the evidence base around how prevention is doable and it is a solution that is actually within the gift not just the professionals but within the gift of young people themselves whether that's something like our activating the bystander work we've done around preventing peer-to-peer harm or young people leading their own sort of creative campaigns around questioning their own behaviors Everyone has an opportunity to play their part in, in prevention, and that's the bit we're not so necessarily pushing, but we're, we're evidencing. This isn't a package that you take off the shelf and you give to someone. We're not building a treatment model or an intervention. You're building a culture, and culture change is powerful, but culture change is difficult because not only is it about messaging, it's about acceptance, it's about discourse. So I would agree with you that you're creating opportunities but you're also creating conditions you're creating uh, the condition where in Plymouth you can have a safe conversation around this you can have an informed conversation you can think creatively about what you are doing because you're all on the same page and there's buy-in from it say you were to come back and say well how do we scale up them together for childhood nationally or, or what does it look like if Zimbabwe decides they want to implement the same thing. It's not a package that you take off the shelf and go, that'll be X amount of money, off you go. It's about, here's some guidelines and conditions that you're building and a a way of functioning, a way of community action that actually enables community to build their own resources around it. Yeah, you put it so well, Kieran. (laughs) Yeah, I need you on our comms team in in NSPC. But but it is is very true, Kieran. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot, and I think... Sometimes you can overcomplicate also these things, and I think it's ultimately we're talking about a change to a whole system or a whole way of working. And often what people describe together for childhood, like in our partnership, Kieran, is it's just what you've said, but they also say things like, it's so good you're here because you're our thinking space. 
you're our space that we don't have anymore to think about prevention, to think about how we might work better together. Together Child has also been talked about the glue as a metaphor of joining up so many different services and dots in a place. And I think that's where we are now five years in. We're trying to then now communicate and design out what that blueprint is, what that glue looks like, how those dots work together. But I think you're right. I mean, this is yeah, a really exciting point in the delivery of Together Childhood to be able to kind of start communicating and start, you know, publishing some of the evidence that we've managed to get, you know, gather around that. This is a, a more informal partnership where we come together and we discuss what's happening and what could be done differently or maybe there's some new research that might feed into it, which sort of gives you that benefit of a bird's eye view and being able to talk about the challenges. And I think also gives um, Together for Childhood, especially in Plymouth, a, a bit of a sounding board around this. But as Ollie said, up until now, they've been collecting data as they've went from an array of different sources. And I think this is the most exciting thing. At a conference earlier in the year, I heard about some of the really innovative data collection techniques that they're using, not only innovative for the NSPCC, but innovative for the field. Because traditionally speaking, a lot of child sexual abuse research falls into either quantitative data, risk assessment, tick box exercises, or more qualitative interview-based approaches. But actually, as I was about to say, Together for Childhood is sort of pushing at some of those boundaries. That's right. I think that's a unique thing about Together for Child, Kieran, isn't it? That ever since Together for Child was even born as a concept, embedded evaluation and learning was designed in to the architecture of Together for Childhood. So from day dot, we've had embedded evaluation people in the team, in amongst what we're doing every single day. And, and they have an evaluation approach that is unique, that it looks at the whole system of Together for Childhood and measures the process and what we're learning through the process, how that's affecting local partnership working, how that's affecting local systems change, what were the active ingredients that affected change, what were the things that didn't work so that we continuously learn and rethink. And it also provides resource to look at local projects. And when I say local projects, that can be anything. For example, we've got young people that designed their own way to quality sure relationships in sector education in their school. So it's like to look at, is it effective? That's an example of a local venture. They're going out and doing that. So we're gathering so much learning and data all the time throughout the whole life course of Together for Childhood that we're able to kind of continuously give the partnership and the community that learning. Really importantly, we can tell the community we've got a celebration event coming up very soon where we're going to be sharing some of that learning with the community so that they can have their say about, well, why aren't we doing more of that? If that's working, then why don't we put more resource into that part of the programme? It's really, really exciting. The approach in itself is exciting. But we have also learned some key things. I mean, some of them are things like we always have to work with communities to understand their priorities and challenges. And we constantly have to keep going back to what their priorities and challenges are. And we have to keep them with us on the journey because that obviously can shift, that can change. We've got a design principle to go for child as well, which I think is one, if we're going to bring out one, which is the golden thread, which is co-creation. A lot of people talk about co-creation, but for Together for Childhood, that means genuinely working together with community members, children, young people, to really design out solutions on prevention of child sexual abuse. And that is what really holds us, all of us, all the, whatever role you are in the team, whether you're a youth worker, whether you're a community development worker, whether you're a social worker, we constantly bring what young people, what the community members are saying around what is working, what isn't working in terms of what we're testing, 
I mean, one thing we don't often talk about is the unintended consequences of having really embedded learning and evaluation in the team. And I want to just like give one example to, to tell you what I mean by that, Kieran. And that is, we've recently been conducting research with young people around their knowledge, attitudes, and behaviours. We've conducted that research with over 400 young people in Plymouth around their belief that abuse can be prevented and, and how it can be prevented. And you can imagine that took a long time to go through the ethics process to get to the point, but it's so exciting what we're learning from that. And that will be published in the autumn. But one of the unintended consequences I'm referencing is just the act of going in and doing that research with young people, showing school leaders that we were listening to young people around what they think works. You know, they became interested. School leaders were like, oh, what's been talked about? And they said, well, as a result of what young people are telling you, even now in the research live, we're going to make changes to how we how we support personal social health, how we deliver our RSHE delivery in schools at the moment, because they were kind of able to sort of hear live what young people were saying was working and wasn't working to prevent abuse within certain contexts. So I think evaluation and learning and the approach to Together for Childhood is, is so unique in that sense, yeah, and dynamic. The takeaway from this is co-production and it again reinforces the new way of thinking that the NSPCC and Together for Childhood is developing. So actually co-production really highlights the importance of creating bespoke tools and solutions for communities. And by communities, I don't just mean physical communities, I mean communities of people. So you talk about engaging with school children around this. And while we might think, oh, that's just teaching them about sex education, what it also does is it raises the question of when they go home, they say to their mum and dad or their brother or their sister, actually, do you know what we did in school today? We talked about this, which generates a conversation in the home, which then may generate a conversation elsewhere. We were joking before we came in that with our jobs, we can clear a party kitchen in, in minutes. But that's important because the reality is the more people talk about it, the more sexual abuse gets embedded in the culture and narrative of communities, the better people understand it. But we need that co-production because we need to know the words that they use, the phrases that they use, the challenges that they face. Because you can argue that Plymouth and Bristol will face similar challenges. I would argue differently because we've got a different composition in these cities and they look and they feel different. So that model of co-production is something that anyone can pick off the shelf and integrate into their daily practice. To me, it's not the fact that you're embedding research. That's just good practice. It's the fact that you're co-creating research with the communities that you're working with. The future for Together for Childhood is we're five years in, and quite rightly, community members that we work with or other organisations are saying, what is, going to, what is the legacy going to be? What's the sustainability of something like Together for Childhood? So that's really what we're focusing on. And I said it earlier, but we need to make this simple. We need to articulate, if we were to take a public health approach to prevention of child sex abuse, what have we learned in Together for Childhood to make that a reality? What have we learned to make that as simple and as clear? It's about taking... What is a complex issue? I'm not denying it's a complex issue, but simplifying that so that we can create a blueprint for how we prevent child sex abuse. We think we can do it. We know we should do it. I think that's kind of the biggest question we're asking for the remaining five years of Together for Childhood. Shelley, my colleague and I were talking before I came in for this recording, and we, were, we keep reflecting again, like, if we can go through a global pandemic and we can throw 
all manner of resources and work across borders, work across countries to tackle a pandemic. Well, we're talking about something actually with child sex abuse that's that's an even bigger public health issue that affects millions of, of, of people worldwide. We need to throw everything at it to prevent it. And, and really, we're going to be doubling down on the argument around that through our partnership working over the remaining five years. We can't be silent on this. We've even got things like ICSA that have worked for seven years, you know, not just to get for childhood, you know, listening to the experiences of those who experience sex abuse, but really being honest, like we need to convince government at the moment to take much more notice of that. So, you know, we're lucky. We're, to go for childhood is an independent piece of work. We can advocate, we can shout the loudest, and we intend to do that about, but at the same time, bring people along with us. I think it's important to say that, yeah, there's challenges with, with all of what I've just said, like taking a public health approach. It isn't cheap, it isn't immediate, you can't do it overnight, it takes a long-term approach. Kieran referenced it earlier. We're talking about culture change, we're talking about whole societal shifts in the way that they frame preventing abuse, where they understand that abuse can be prevented. So, you know, we're not I'm not saying this is anywhere near easy and we've got big challenges ahead, but um I think what we're learning in Together Childhood and what we tend to elevate over the next five years is what children and people, what the communities we've been working in believe is going to work. Because it won't be governments, it won't be big health departments, they'll be part of the solution. It will be children and people in their spaces, where they play, where they learn. It will be community members, where they live, how they interact with one another that actually long term are in the best position to prevent abuse. So so what we're gathering in Together Childhood is, is their voice, their solutions, their ideas and then putting, wrapping the evidence around that. So that's our laser focus over the next five years. And it's like you said, it reminds me of that famous John F. Kennedy quote, we don't do these things because they're easy, we do them because they're hard. And that is the case with this. And as you rightly pointed out, Ole, the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse ended at a challenging time for the government. And a lot of those key findings were maybe not noted, and I would certainly hope that that gets revisited because there was a lot of really important conversations that came out of that that never happened because of the time in which the report was released. It's not about scalability. It's not about saying there needs to be together for childhood in every community in the UK. It's about adaptability. It's about showing communities how they can come together to prevent child sexual abuse where they live. So it's about messaging, it's about taking that conversation forward. But I would also say there's a bigger message in all of this, that child sexual abuse is real. It happens in our communities. It happens to people that we know and that we care about. Some of those people are committing the abuse and some of those people are abused. And the challenge in Together for Childhood is setting a light under that and opening up that conversation because we don't want to talk about it. People avoid talking about it. The only time people really engage in the conversation is when it happens to them, it happens to someone they know, then it becomes real and tangible. So to me, the where next is about pushing the conversation on, getting it onto a bigger platform, getting it onto a government platform. And we need to start to 
use the findings from Together for Childhood and the messaging from Together for Childhood and change the conversation. But more importantly, and this is why I think Together for Childhood works, it can't just be the NSPCC because people go, well, you know, that's their job. It's their job to say that. But the reality is it needs to be the place. It needs to be social work. It needs to be business and charities. We look at other examples in other countries, like if you look to to Germany at Dunkelfeld, which is a walk-in treatment provision for people who are at risk of committing sexual abuse, their funders are Volkswagen and Bundesbank. How do we get the people who are not normally in the conversation in the room and that's where Together for Childhood Absolutely. works that's because it brings those local partners together and brings some of those people to the table. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, just Together for Childhood Plymouth, not the other sites, we've got over 60 partners now engaged in the programme and you're right, some of those have come on board, you know, talk about random, the Bonsai Society in Plymouth. I know, but bear with me here, but the Bonsai Society, at first we were like, well, what's the bonsai? But, but no, they were saying, we, we want to be part of We want to like know how to shine a light on this. We want to know what tools are available so that we can work in the community. So it's about how do we create the communication tools so that every single person, every organisation can play their part um, in shining a light, like you said, on child sex abuse. It's been hidden for too long. So, you know, we need to empower everyone to be able to have those conversations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.